Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy gang. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, mamas and maybe dads. I feel like I've heard that a few dads listen to us. I think so. Have you heard that too? Yeah, my husband and yours. (laughs) He stopped listening a little while ago. I don't know if that was on purpose or he just got busy, but he just didn't want to hear about it. Well, anyway, hello and welcome to Mama Said. We hope you're all having a wonderful week. I am actually going to start this show off a little fired up. I'm going to take my mommy win fail time to address something that somebody wrote me. Look, if anything has, if anything in my life in the somewhat public eye has taught me is that I have to let things roll off my back. But I feel like when it comes to me and motherhood and, you know, putting myself out there, look, Jen and I, to put ourselves out there and our personal lives and our stories with our kids takes a lot of courage, I want to start saying. It's, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. I've clearly been watching a lot of Brene Brown. But it does, and especially to share things about being a parent. And the reason we started this podcast is to be honest and open about the hardships of parenting. With no judgment. With no judgment. And I think it should go unsaid that we love our kids. So I got a comment and I got a couple of DMs, which I usually try and stay away from, just saying that we love listening, we'll continue listening. However, all you bees do is complain about your husbands, complaining about your kids, the hardships. Do you even love them? They just sound like little burdens. All you're talking about is what you deserve as moms and celebrating what you got to do as moms. And I'm sorry, but damn straight, that's what we're talking about because that's what we forget to do is celebrate ourselves as motherhood, whether it's our little victories like Jen and I talk about, about getting people out on time, getting people dressed, getting people fed well, being able to be with our friends, going on a vacation with your husband. These are the moments that deserve to be celebrated. And we are here to celebrate moms no matter what you are going through. So if you don't like what we're talking about, you can choose not to listen. But this is a space for us to be vulnerable and open because sometimes we don't have an outlet to talk about the hardships of being a mom because it is really hard. But please let me tell you that Bo and Jack are the center of my universe. My life will always have them come first. And it brings tears to my eyes because I just cannot believe that anybody would think that that's what this show is about. And I think that whoever wrote that, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah, purposely I didn't tell you about it. Right. And um, for me, it's just laughable. I mean, I'm so obsessed with my children. I'm so obsessed with my husband. But if this person writing in literally has such a perfect life that they don't think anything that we do about their <laughs> husband or their partner, whoever they're married to, or if they're single, whatever, and their kids at one point or another and feel frustrations like we do and want to vent, if, th- if they have such a perfect life, more power to them. But I highly doubt that anyone's life with children, whether you're a single mom, have a husband, have a partner is perfect. And we are here just to talk about those shitty moments to make people feel like they are not alone. That is our job on this podcast. So if if you have a perfect life, you need to start a podcast and talk about your perfect life. <laughs> no one will relate. I, I will be honest. No one will relate. But you know what? Wow, More Jenna, power to I you. love when you can get when you get all fired up for me. Well, I appreciate it. I'm that's 
I hate that. I don't get those DMs because... So that was my fail time. But here's my quick little win is Jack does this really cute thing now when I put him his crib for nap or bedtime. He used to just start rolling around and I would leave. But now he stands up and goes, bye-bye, mama. It's the best. That's cute. It's so cute cute with his little passy. He's like waving, bye-bye, mama. What a cutie. Okay, I'm throwing it to you. Win, fail. Thank you for letting me share. Of course. Um, My win. Oh my God, how funny is this? In the car, I was writing my wins and fails and I wrote fail, fail. (laughs) Okay. Sounds um, about right. Let's see. Okay, my win. I handled this week like a boss. My husband's been out of town. I, you know, had help twice a week, but towards the end of the week. So I was alone most of the time. Why is it that when, um, and I don't know if this happens to you guys, but when my husband's out of town, everything is like perfect in the house. Not He's not messy, but I cook more. <laughs> my house is spotless, but I'm solo. I have less less help. How is that even possible? I think but it's like my, less energy to give to somebody else. Oh my God. My house is like always it's not the best it's, shape. I just, it's just a, it's just one less person to not against the husband's like to just deal with where it's true. Like to have a conversation at the end of the day, sometimes where I would just like, yeah. it's easier to kind of like veg out in front of the TV and fall asleep. Yeah. Like I do have more time. So yeah. I get that. That. And I also think, sorry, I also think that because I'm solo and I have to do all this stuff, like I'm more on top of it. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. delegating this. I'm doing this. Like I get the kids to bed at 7 PM or before. And I'm like, this does not happen when my husband's oh, here. How good does that feel when you get both of them down? I feel like a f***ing boss. You are. So not like I want my husband to leave town ever, but like when he does, I feel really good about myself, but I miss him. Like I can't wait for him to come home today, but it's just been a good week. Good for you. Um, Okay. Fail. This is a really bad one. Worse than cut your monkeys. Yeah. (laughs) That's an awesome one. I keep doing that over and over again. I text and drive sometimes and mm-hmm. I really try not to mm-hmm. we all and do sometimes. I literally can't stop and it's I just I do it I pick it up and I usually do it when I'm at a red light mm-hmm. that's terrible too because it's horrible you just don't do it and then sometimes I do it when I'm driving and I think to myself what the fuck am I doing I could kill my children right now yeah. I could kill someone else's children I am so addicted to it that I actually think like I need um someone to help me. You know what? I was addicted to it too. And I say the same thing to myself every time I get the instinct to go do it, especially when my kids are in my car, I'll say, they're trusting me with their life. I say and that I too. And I still pick it up. And I almost want to make a sticker on my windshield, like a little one that say, that Shut says- Shut your phone off when you're in the car. Or, or I, I'm just going to have to start putting my phone in the trunk. Just yeah. the bottom line. Hey, put it I don't in know your if bed. I'm supposed to be talking Go right ahead. Now. This Talk. is you. Okay. okay. Sean, because I'm feeling awkward. Like, no, am I you, supposed you to be on this or not? But this is Whitney Port, you guys. <laughs> no, honestly, my husband does this thing. You can turn on your phone, that do not disturb thing, where every time you get on. in the car, okay, so you still get texts and then you feel like you need to yes. respond. Or like I think of something and I feel the need and it's an addiction. It's yeah. not like I really need to. It's actually an addiction. No, yeah. I get it. I feel like you just have to keep your phone in your purse and not even look yes. at it or just use it for ways and really just, I don't know, you and have to practice some self-control. Yep. But I do it too. I mean, I'm 100% guilty of we that. We all are. Whether Sunny's in the car or not. When Sunny's in the like not in the car, it's at an all time high. And it's even worse when he's not in the car because then I think, oh my God, he's not going to have a mother. Oh, Jenna. (laughs) Oh my God. You go dark. Yeah, really dark. But I mean, I've thought some insane shit before. Of course. Especially when you become a mom, right? Doesn't your your brain go so crazy? Sorry, guys. I like said something. I admitted to this thought I had the other day and I couldn't believe I actually said it out loud. But you know, like when you first have your baby, you have like such insane visions of such scare 
scary things. Mm-hmm. Like once I was driving home and I had this, all of a sudden this like vision popped in my head of like me walking in and my nanny like lying on the floor with like blood spilling <gasps> out of her head and the baby on the ground. And like, I had this horrible, I know that that's so scary no. and I'm sorry, but I have, when he was first born, especially like really, really scary Images. Me I too. think all the time, Me if too. I died and he was in his crib and no one really came to look for us for a day, how could <laughs> he survive? About, right. I think like, could my five-year-old bring him food or change his diaper or care? Like, I, I go so, so far. dark. I, do, I taught Milo where to push on the alarm. I was like, if anything happens. Oh, I so smart. To, I, like, there, there's, a, there's like a, a, you know, a panic, a button panic or, or like a fire. And, a, and I go, you just press both of them at the same time. And I should teach him 911. I mean, yes. Yeah. But I'm always like, what? I'm if- trying to teach him my phone number right now. Oh, That's smart. smart. There's also those little clickers that the alarm company I have. Yeah. And, and I taught him that too. Okay, good. Yeah. So but keep, but you have to listen. put them like not too far out of reach where like. Yes. But not like, pressing it all the time. It all the time. Yeah. Guys, buttons Milo, Milo pressed it and the cops came. And it was a silent one. There's like a silent one that you could press yeah. too. It was one of the silent ones. We got charged like five hundred dollars. Oh, oh my god! Okay, for, so for definitely this. be careful. So, so, yeah. Caution. Anyway, yeah. okay. all right, we're gonna take a quick break because we have to, and then we will give a proper intro to Ms. Whitney Ford. <laughs> we'll be right back. So we are gonna talk about Botox soon because Jen and I are, you know, we are, feel like we're the only ones in LA that haven't have done, not it, done yet. it. Yeah. But maybe we don't need it because we've got the GenuCell anti-wrinkle treatment. And I tell you what I definitely don't need it is around my eyes because I'm very into their eye Me too. Me too. Serum. I put it on every night and I feel good when I wake up in the morning. It does actually work. Right. Because you could use expensive or harsh treatments to look younger, but why would you do that? Exactly. So for this week only, get the GenuCell jawline treatment and it's yours absolutely free when you order the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness, which is exactly what I have. Yes. And with its instant effects, see results in the first 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. How nice is that? 12 hours. I'm really into Real that. quick turnaround. Yep. Go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com or text MAMA to 77453. And for a limited time, Chamonix will include a second surprise luxury gift free. Love a present. Text MAMA Give to 77453 or visit GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Goodbye, wrinkles. Okay, we are back. Again, sorry for that defensive rant. I, I I don't mean to take that time, but I take pride in how who I am as a mom more than anything else in my life. And I take a lot of pride in this podcast and what we do. And we're, we're really thoughtful about what we put out there and we want to be there for you. So, okay, I'm done. Our guest today doesn't really need an intro, but I will give her one. Um, she first came on our screens as the chic, gorgeous, rational one, in my opinion, on the hill. Sure. And then her own <laughs> spin off the city. And she will be back soon on the Hills New Beginnings. And she has her own podcast. What's it called? With, with Wit. With yes. Wit, which we will be tuning in for. I love saying for. that. With Wit. Yeah. She is a Time designer, yeah. an author, and most importantly, a beautiful mother to little Sunny. Um, who has the best hair in the in the universe. Yes. I and an incredible YouTube series called I Love My Baby Butt, which mm-hmm. I need to start by saying. Yeah. 
So bravo to you to have the wherewithal and the awareness that right away in motherhood to have that vulnerable, open, honest conversation. Because I feel like, especially with your first kid, you could feel like, oh, this is just me and you're embarrassed that you feel this way. Totally. And you put it all out there right away. I was really scared. Here she is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was petrified to put that out there. Mm -hmm. And what really was the impetus for it is my husband is in development and production. And so when I was complaining to him and venting to him. He was like, Whitney, I I feel like you have to share this. Like, Mm. this has to be some sort of TV show. And so I was like, but people are going to hate me. Like, they're going to think I'm a monster. The fact that I'm like complaining about getting pregnant, you know, feeling like total crap, like not celebrating this amazing moment. And he was like, no, I feel like if you feel this way, there has to be so many other people out there that feel this way. Yes. So... Yeah, he just put a camera in front of me in my first trimester while I was feeling like total crap and we put it up and I was really scared to put it up because it was, I don't know, just like the most vulnerable I had ever been in my entire life. Like even when I was on reality TV, I was never really bearing everything. Mm -hmm. And so this for me felt really, really scary. And I was scared of what my mom was going to say and what, you know, uh, just everything. So... I put it up and the response was actually the opposite, yeah. which I'm sure you guys find as well. When mm-hmm. you're actually really honest, people are then comfortable also being honest and they want to feel validated and they want to feel like they're not crazy for feeling this way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I did that all the way up until like a couple weeks ago when I was starting to really feel like things were good and I was getting into a groove and feeling a lot more comfortable in my place as a mother yes. and kind of just honestly sick of hearing myself complain. <laughs> well, you're and past, you're getting past the baby stage. Getting past the and baby stage. And that's how old is the time. So he'll be two in July. Isn't it crazy how long it takes for you to feel like quote unquote back to you? like a routine or back to yourself or normal yes, or whatever. And, and I wish that people told me that. It's just so crazy. Like before you get pregnant, you're not really interested in hearing this kind of stuff, even totally. though it's really the time to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if people listen to podcasts like yours or watch my series before they got pregnant or while they were pregnant, they may be armed a little bit more and feel a little bit more normal when those feelings do come up. Mm-hmm. But we're just not interested in it at that time because it doesn't necessarily apply to us. Right. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I mean, if I could give any advice, it would be like to start listening to these kind of resources before you even really need them. Totally. Yeah. I have a I have a girlfriend of mine that's pregnant right now for the first time, and she's been listening to the podcast, and she's like, I got to admit, I'm a little, a little scared. scared now. Yes. I'm like, oh, shit. But, it's definitely but you know, this alarming. is good for you to come back to. Yes. But like you said, it's just to know that, okay, if I feel that way. Yes. Or like even, you know, Jenna opened up about postpartum anxiety, which is mm-hmm. something a lot of people don't talk about. And I think all of us have like a touch of postpartum depression and stuff after. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's now becoming a common conversation as opposed to just keeping all these feelings in and feeling like you're not being a good mom. And I think, I think you can read so many books to prepare you. And so many people do read books, but these books aren't giving you real life, real life uh, scenarios of moms who like, let's say the book will tell you, you might have postpartum depression, but let's talk to people who are actually in it right now. Let's talk to people. What does that mean for you? Like it can mean, you know, you don't want to go out of the house or it can mean that you can't breastfeed or it can mean, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. there's so many aspects of it. So that's why podcasts and your YouTube 
YouTube is mm-hmm. so important because books won't tell you right. what you really need to hear. Right. And that's They're what not I mean. a human the fact, connection. The yeah. fact that you shared even just in the beginning of your journey and understood and thank God for your husband for doing that because you have such a huge platform and I'm sure you've helped millions of moms. It's true. Like you need to feel really good about that. I and I can tell so. you that a lot, when we asked a lot of our, fa- we have a Facebook community that we told them you were coming on. They were so excited and we got good. so many questions, but a lot of them were just comments saying, please thank her for I love my baby butt because so it really nice. helped me yeah. get through my first couple of months. One mom in particular said it really helped her with their insecurity about breastfeeding mm-hmm. and pumping because mm-hmm. Jenna and I have talked, we both had had different yeah. journeys with breastfeeding, but it's yeah. real. you think it's the most natural thing in the world. Maybe it's, that's the first thing we should talk about. Yes. should be the most natural, easy thing, the baby to latch and it just happens. Mm-hmm. But there is, it's a very complicated, very thing. complicated and no one told me about it. And like I said before, it's also because I wasn't in it. So I wasn't necessarily interested in hearing about right. it, but I think it is the job of your OB to talk to you about it and learn a little bit more about it before you actually so start doing it. I, I mean, I don't know point. why, like, why isn't a well, doctor who else? talking to who us, else about, tell this us stuff? about it? Right. Yeah. All of a sudden you, you have the baby. Yeah. Yes. You have the baby and all of a sudden these nurses are just like shoving the baby on your boob 24 seven. And you're like, wait a second. I, I don't even know if I want to do this or yeah. how to do this, how often I should be doing this. Like you just, you're in that hospital and you're kind of just doing whatever they're telling you to do. And do the but, lactation nurses in all hospitals? I don't know, but I love Cedars. I've delivered both my babies there and mm-hmm. all the nurses were wonderful, but the lactation specialists, they only come, it feels like at five and four or five in the morning. Right. And they were when so you're already rough. exhausted. They're so exhausted. You yeah. just gave birth. They were just so rough with me. And it you need to, it's such a intimate, gentle, you need to be so much more like sensitive to new moms with this. Totally. I think that they have to, someone has to figure out a better way to get the lactation consultants in, spend the time with you, check up on you more than once while yes. you're in the hospital. But for me, yeah. I, I was going to say, I am having a flashback now of them wheeling in a pump and being like, here you go. And it looked like a freaking robotic like <laughs> thing with buttons. Like and an I was alien. Like, an alien. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how to use this. And they just left. And yeah. I remember like trying to like put the piece parts together. I'm like, why isn't someone sitting here no, they and like putting it on my boobs right. and telling me like this button is to like actually get the milk out. This one is to like drip it. Or like whatever. all the different levels, the different suction. Like there's oh so God, much that you end up figuring out on your own. Yeah. It's really hard. So for me, the unfortunately, the nurse just like promoted the baby just being on my boob at all times. Mm-hmm. And because of that... I, my nipples just could not handle it. It was the most excruciating pain I had ever experienced in my life. So I got home and it was time to feed the baby and I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. And I broke down in tears Mm. and I was like, I cannot do this. Like I'm, I'm, this is like hell for me. So I went to the, to the pharmacy and I got like a pack of Similac. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had a, a baby nurse at the time and she said, just go get that and let's give him that until we can set up your pump and maybe the pump is going to be better for you. So the next day I set up my pump, somehow figured it out on my own. Can't yeah. even remember how I did, but <laughs> you too. figured yeah. it out. Yeah. And um, the pump ended up being a lot easier for me to use. It Good. was definitely less painful, but I still felt so guilty about him not latching. I took him to the doctor. They told him he 
had that frenulum the thing. Tie. Yeah, the tongue tie. I went as far as getting that thing Clips. clipped. Yeah. It was oh, so. God, I did too. I did it with both my boys. Uh, and they killed oh me. my yeah. god, it was so traumatizing. Yes. I couldn't believe that I did it. And then we, I continued to try to breastfeed, and it was still awful. And so then I felt even more guilty because I was like, I went and got the frenulum clipped, but it's still terrible. Like, and then I you're like, I just all this all torture this. for yeah. nothing. And then I just decided, you know what, Whitney, like you want to give him the breast milk, fine. Let's just exclusively pump. If the pump is working for you and it's not as painful, then skip trying to yes. latch. And so I exclusively pumped for six months, wow. but got mastitis three times oh. after the first time was like, okay, if I get this one more time, yeah. I'm stopping. I'm, I'm stopping. Yeah. Got it a second time was like, okay, I'm not really ready to stop. If I get this a third time, I'm stopping. Yeah. Finally, after the third time, I was like, I'm torturing myself. Yes. It just so happened to be around New Year's. And I was like, Okay, fresh start, new yeah. beginning. Let's get wasted on New Year's. Yeah. Not worry about yeah, it. Like, and, Good timing. and I was done after six months and I, I had time. never felt it is lighter. A long time. I felt like a, a huge weight. weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Jenin has talked about that a lot. I mean, yeah. I was only able to nurse my boys first, the first one only for four and a half, five months because I got mastitis so bad I ended up in the hospital. I oh went my septic. God. Oh my God. Because I was just pushing through the pain. Like I just assumed it was like, God, I like well, we like torture ourselves. About Do you know how, what I mean? I, and people... I didn't even know what mastitis was or that Me we could neither. possibly get it and that it was an infection and that we had to go on antibiotics and you also got flu-like symptoms and you had to sit under the hot shower and yes. massage your boobs to which, get the milk out. Which hurts more than life oh itself, massaging your boobs while you Razor mastitis. blades on the nipples oh when God. you first start nursing too with water. S- someone Woo-hoo. even was like, I'm going to get someone to come over. They're a specialist in like boob massage. And I'm oh like, God. that's like, no, that's oh, too, far, too far. I'm drawing yeah. The line here with my village. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. I mean, the breastfeeding. So, so you did help a mom with your vulnerability with that. At that least makes this me so happy. You helped us, and yes, talking about it. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk quickly. So you were talking about how Sunny's like transitioning into a toddler more, and yeah. it almost feels like this like relief. Yes. Right. Yeah. But in. In the baby stages up until now, Jen and I have talked about this a lot in like the milestone world. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you got caught up at all in the comparison milestone kind of, you know, talk? Hoopla, hoopla. Um, honestly, I, I don't think I did until I started him in this parent in me class. Mm, that's and when I, it starts. Right. Like you don't really know what to compare until you start getting around yeah. other kids. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty laid back. Like I was telling you guys before, I don't like to overschedule Sunny or put him in a million things. So yeah. really for the first year, year and a half, like he's just kind of been at home. Like he's known the four walls of our house and yeah. he's a park kid. Like that's it's what easier we do. That way, by yeah. The way. yeah. And I just want him to like figure out the world through his own eyes and not be super structured. Cause I feel I was just listening to another podcast and learning how like, you know, the more and more the world is changing and it's not structured so much anymore. Like someone was saying by 2025, 60% of us will be self-employed. So wow. for our kids to be in these like structured class heavy environments, yeah. like doesn't really necessarily make sense, at least not for me. And they also so, don't learn how to play by themselves. Right. Like, yeah. So. Right. And be creative. Yeah. So um, anyways, I started him in this parent and me class and it's a Montessori school and that's where we will eventually send him. But um, he just was so 
different from a lot of the kids. He had so much energy. He didn't really have a lot of follow through when it came to sitting down and doing projects. He wouldn't really listen oh when gosh, we were like, so I, I was like thinking like Jack can't do anything. Yeah. Two minutes. Oh my. Yeah. So I'm, I saw, and all these other kids were like sitting and learning and, and then I realized, okay, maybe Sonny's like a little bit younger. That's why he's not doing it. Or maybe he just has a maybe lot of energy and he's just yeah. one and a half yeah. and it's not him. Good for you. So for I, I constantly, every time I had the class, I constantly had to have this inner dialogue with myself and then talk it out with my husband who assured me that everything was fine and to stop comparing him. But I feel like it's a natural thing that we do. Like we can't stop ourselves from doing that. We just have to like calm ourselves off the ledge. Yeah. You yes. guys are pretty awesome first-time parents. Let Thank me say, you. You, like have that like to be that chill and like know to have those conversations with yourself and keep yourself in check because it's 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 usually the second time around that you can be a little bit more, more relaxed chill. about it. Yeah. 100%. For me, I'm trying yeah, a little bit more relaxed. Do you guys <laughs> ever have well, I mean, he's still so young, but do yeah. you guys ever have any disagreements as far as like parenting styles or do you feel like you're pretty on the same page? Um, we're pretty much on the same page. Sometimes I will try to like get on Sonny's level and talk to him about why he can't do something or why something is dangerous. And Timmy will be like, Whitney, he doesn't understand. Like you're getting frustrated for nothing. And I'm like, I know he doesn't understand now, but I feel like the more I do this, the more he will. Sorry, Timmy, I'm on team wit. Yeah. So, but then once I explained it to him, he was like, that makes sense. It took him like a couple weeks for him to realize that I was right. But yeah, yeah. I think they say something like it takes a child 14 times like uh, of correction before they really get it. Oh, my God. And an adult adult should only be three. (laughs) Let's put that out there. (laughs) But a child like, yes, it's just, you know, because sometimes you feel like, oh, my God, why am I telling you again? But like like you said, it's repetition. It's routine. And you're you're setting him up to win. With and him. I'm, yeah. I'm no baby or child expert, but I know that from the classes I've taken, from the wonderful teachers I've had, that getting on your child's level is the best thing you can yes. do. Yeah. Making them safe. In the, yes, yes. Looking them in the eye and explaining to them. They might not know word for word what you're saying, but they can feel that you're angry and you're worried for them or you're worried for their safety and you're showing right. them what to do. It's, right. It's... Last night I had something with my five-year-old where we I took him home. We got home from karate and I told him he could have this cookie when we got home. And when we got in, my baby was like desperate to get to me. And mm-hmm. my son was in his face and like putting his hands in his face. And I was like, Bo, wash your hands before you touch your brother. Wash your hands before you touch your brother. Wash your hands before you touch your brother. <laughs> and then he smacked the baby really mm-hmm. hard because he the baby wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. him. He only wanted me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you lost your cookie. It was like I told him that he lost his family. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the and the I tantrum. stayed super yeah. calm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You're the worst. You're rude. This and that." And I'm <laughs> like, "Okay, is that an okay. English accent?" Yes, he's he from has, Boston. He's like from Boston. It's yeah. very strange. He's like, he says, <laughs> oh And so I'm like, "Okay, okay." And then he, I said, "You come. T- you come to me when you calm down." Yeah. And he came to me and he cried on my shoulder. And I was like, I totally get why you're upset. Yes. Let's talk this through. I want to know why you're feeling way you're feeling. And I'll explain to you why what happened. Look, I'm not saying this is I'm how I always you, Jamie, deal with this. Yeah. Sometimes I lose my shit. Sometimes totally. I yell. That's like, only especially natural. Especially when you have two of them and they're mm-hmm. both. I literally had both of them crying on me at the same oh, time yesterday. Yes. And I was laughing because that's all you can do. In right. Moment. Right. But getting getting on their level and, and because the, all they want to do is feel understood. Mm-hmm. And 
that, that really resolved it a lot quicker than me like yelling at him and saying, go to your room. Oh, yeah. totally. And then he doesn't feel heard. And then he's just going to act out in another yes, way. Exactly. How old are your kids? Five and 16 months. Okay. Okay. And how old are your kids? Three and a half, a little over three and a half, and then one and a half almost. Oh my God. So yeah. you guys are really in it. Yeah. I, I, we, I think we all are. I think yeah. one kid, two kids, four kids, like one kid is a lot. It, it's yes. Just, Which it's is a, a lot, but two <laughs> sounds so insane to me. I'm like still yeah. wrapping my head around yeah. it. And now that I'm getting, same as you, like a little bit past the baby stage yeah. and seeing that like this morning they had a moment where they were playing together on the floor and I looked at Cutter, my husband, and I was like, this makes me so, like this yeah. just feels so great. Like and this, this is, is what why I've been waiting. You're like, yeah. now that they could play and they're self-sufficient playing, no, let's still, do another one. No, they're <laughs> asking, they're still asking for me yeah, to of come course. down. No, of course. Yeah. I've been looking for ways to get more vegetables into my diet. I know a lot of people make green smoothies, but only putting vegetables into my smoothies can make them not taste great. That's why I love Dole Fruit and Veggie Blends. They've created amazing balanced recipes of frozen fruits and veggies, so I know I'm always getting a delicious smoothie. All the work of pairing great-tasting fruits and veggies is done for me. I can blend great flavors like berries and kale or fruits and green in with some almond milk. Then seconds later, I'm sipping on a tasty smoothie and getting essential nutrients into my diet. And the best part is, I don't have to wash or prep anything. It's all ready to go. It's like each bag was born to be blended with fruit, Picked at peak ripeness, I know I'm going to get a delicious and satisfying smoothie every time. Sneaking more veggies into my day has never been easier or tastier. Dole Dole Fruit and and Veggie Blends. Find them in your frozen aisle. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hey everyone, I'm Shep Rose from Southern Charm and I'm happy to announce my new podcast called Enough About Me with Shepard Rose from Podcast One. I'm starting a podcast because I feel like I have a lot to say. I have a lot of friends that are a lot of fun to talk to and I'm going to talk about what's ever on my mind. I know it sounds wide sweeping, but that's sort of the point. So download new episodes of Enough About Me with Shepard Rose only on Apple Podcast and Podcast One. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. We had um, a listener ask, are you still leaning towards one kid? Is this something you've talked about, I guess? So in one of my episodes of I Love My Baby, but um, (laughs) I talked about, yeah, being really scared to have that second child Mm. and not really feeling like I actually wanted it, but feeling like I would have it because Sunny Sunny, would have a sibling. Um, I'm leaning more towards having one, another one, just because I feel like that happens. They get a little bit older. It gets a little yeah, bit you easier. Were, you can't you start ask to forget. anyone when they're in the baby stage. Yes. Any baby that's a year and a half apart is an oopsie. Like, that's in my opinion. Like, nobody's trying to get right in it like that. Right. But even like, for me, I still have so many questions. Like, what how often do you guys have free time? And like, do you and your husband have free time or time together? Like I was thinking even today, 
it's just so overwhelmed even getting ready to walk out the door yes. with Sunny. Like, how would I even be able to get dressed and put makeup on if I had two? I just, I, I just said to my husband today, because Jack transitioned to one nap. I was did, like, finally? now that I don't have that hour in the morning, mm-hmm. that's when I, like, because I get my husband and the five-year-old off to school, yeah. then I can put Jack down. And that's when I literally can brush my teeth, right. wash my face, put on my clothes for the day. Yeah. Because he's not a kid that can sit on the floor and play. Like, he needs me he mm-hmm. will literally pull me down to the floor with him. So it is hard. I mean, mm-hmm. you figure it out. <laughs> you figure it out. I don't even know. Like, I don't brush my teeth sometimes. Yeah. I don't shower yeah. sometimes. Like, literally. Sometimes. Um, I know. I'm like, Neil's like, when's the last time you showered? I'm like, F- you. You're like, who's every, counting? <laughs> like, you shower every morning. You're, yeah. It's so unfair. No, but. Finding you, the time is the is the yeah, big you figure one. it out. I can't explain. Like, I have a nanny twice a week. I've mentioned mm-hmm. this a million times. It's really hard. It's really hard for me. Daisy's on one nap. I literally am, you know, I don't have a break except for Wednesdays and Fridays. And somehow I managed to figure it all out. I don't, for me, there was never an answer. It's not like getting more help for me because I couldn't get help. But, you know, like maybe in the future I can get more help. So I had to figure it out on my own. Right. You know, how do you do it now? So I have help three days a week and then Thursdays, my husband works from home. So we're lucky in that way. So I have help like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday, my husband can take care of him. Or if he's not able to, because he has some work, then we have someone that can come. I need to work five days a week, not only because of workload, but also just because that's what I need for myself. Like I was doing this thing for a while, honestly, for the past year and a half where I was only working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Timmy and I were like sharing the responsibility on Thursday, Friday. And it was not working for me because Mm -hmm. it was then it felt like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like full on. Yeah. And then by Monday, I just felt so overwhelmed and burnt out, burnt out by how much I wasn't able to get done the week before. And so I said, I had to have the conversation with Timmy a couple weeks ago and be like, listen, I, I like I'm kind of scared to say this, but I can't help on Thursday and Friday anymore. Yeah. Like I need to for myself be working and for our family. I just I I need to be more productive. I keep did you this, feel guilty? You. Why why were you like scared? Did you feel guilty about it? Yeah. Did you feel like I felt super guilty because I felt I felt like he was going to hear it as that I didn't want to spend that time mm-hmm. with Sunny. Right. And it's, that's not, not true. I mean, no, I have you're gonna to be, be honest. you're going to be a better mom. Yeah. Like I get up until recently, it was, I didn't get the most out of spending time with Sunny. Like mm-hmm. as a baby, I've, I've said this a lot. Like I was not the best mom to a baby, to an infant because yeah, Same. I just feel like I'm getting so much more out of it, enjoying my time with him so much more. So even I, I did feel like he was going to take that as I'm choosing work over Sunny, but I I just talked it out with him and explained to him what I felt you had I to do. needed yeah. for myself in order to show up for the family and be happy. And he was actually really responsive and okay with it. Do you have an office that you go to? So I just joined the wing. Okay. Which, That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I was working out of the house, which was a total nightmare yeah. because he doesn't understand that I'm, I have working. to do no. this, right? He thinks yeah. that I thought in his head, like he would think that I was choosing that over being with him. 
and he'll just run in and it's just, it doesn't work. It, it does not. Working at home, it does not work. So I finally decided I needed to get out and join the wing and it's been like life changing for me. That's wonderful. So the wing yeah. is, um, if people don't know and it's, yeah. it's in New York and Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of places. Oh, it, it's, more, yeah. Okay. It's, it's just this beautiful space for women and men if you want to, but it's mostly women to join and have a place to work. Yeah. And they have like a beautiful bathroom facility and a cafe and an outdoor patio. And it just feels like a nice sanctuary to be able yeah. to be productive. It looks beautiful. And I think there's, there's something two- about like stepping out of your home yes. and into a space where you can just get more creative and focus more. And that's so great that yeah. that exists. Well, again, I feel like I'm going to repeat myself, but I'm very impressed with you and just having <laughs> like your you. first time around to just be like, you know what? I need this for me. Mm-hmm. And this is what's best for our family, actually, mm-hmm. and me as a parent. Because it's the truth. I mean, I I had no nanny for Bo until he was like two. Oh my god! And talk about burnout, but also just like resentment and all these feelings. Did you choose that you just didn't want one. I or? I think I'm just like wanted to punish myself. But I it was it was <laughs> like I was we, traveling. Like we usually do. I was traveling a lot. My husband was playing in minor league baseball, and we were traveling all over. And then when I didn't work, I wasn't working at the time. I was like, well, why am I going to pay somebody when I don't yeah. have anywhere to go? Yeah, and I just like. I, I, it was just this terrible time. And even though I got to spend a, a, an incredible amount of time with my son, it wasn't quality time. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it way different with Jack. And our relationship is the same. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought that maybe it, we wouldn't be as close, but we are. You are. Just as close, if not closer. Yeah. Because I can be a lot more yeah. patient and a lot more present when I am there. Right. And it's the quality time, not the quantity. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Yes. I know there's so many. No, but, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll like only a, ask for two more from listeners. Okay. <laughs> um, this is more of a personal one. Yeah. And I know that your father passed away. Yeah. And I, you know, my father passed away too. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's really important, but also hard for me to make my children like know my father, mm-hmm. even though they've never met him. My dad passed away when I was 10. I still to this day, like I'm, you know, 37, can't get like, can't really talk about it without wanting to cry. Yeah. But how do you make Sunny aware of your father? Mm-hmm. Like I put pictures around my house and I say, and I gave him a name. I said, this is Papa Mark. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he would want to call himself. Right. Like, so like they know who he is. And I've talked about death with Milo and mm-hmm. I'll talk about it with Daisy and Milo He's like, am I going to die? And it's really hard. It's really hard because he's three and a half and he understands that like when you die, like you're done. Just show him the way and be like, we all live in different dimensions. (sighs) I know, I know. (laughs) But it always, it just, you know, grief is really hard for me. Really hard. Really hard for me. Like Mm -hmm. I still feel like I'm really weirded out that my I don't have a dad, even though I have an amazing stepdad since Mm -hmm. I was five, you Mm -hmm. know. But But it's not your blood. It's it's just, yeah. no, well... my stepdad is like the greatest gift yeah, of all time. But yeah. but to not have my dad, I still think like, I'm like, am I like living in this like real world? Mm-hmm. I still like, I'm grieving still. And mm-hmm. it's been so long. And I want my kids to grow up knowing about him, but like, I'm starting to like forget. So it's like, yeah. it's like, how are you going to incorporate it with Sunny or how do you already or have you not yet? So I haven't really yet. I mean, I have pictures of him all over the house. And when we when he will see them or point or or walk by them, you know, when he gets triggered by them or some is in that area, I'll talk to him and tell him who he is. Mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, like him, like I'll point to, to Timmy. I'll be like, that's your daddy. Like this is, this was my Mm -hmm. daddy, but I haven't really wrapped my head around. 
having that conversation with him yet. I think that, yes, he definitely has to be a little bit older, but I do want to teach him all about him and show him videos and pictures and stories and have him know him by have him kind of know him and be able to talk about him but i i don't know my plan with it yet i mean and in terms of my grief like it infiltrates my life on a daily basis like i don't yeah i still like don't think there's a day that goes by where i like don't shed a tear about my dad oh yeah i mean that's uh, part of the human experience i mean we lose people and it's it's you know i have both my parents, but I lost my brother right. a few years ago. And oh it is, gosh. it's just something that's, you're constantly reminded and yep. it's just, and it's, sometimes it's a comfort and mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it rocks your world. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. just think about, okay, life is good now, but it would be so much, much better. better. Yes. And then you think about what you're missing There's, and that's what's yeah. really sad and lonely. Yeah. And I think that also subconsciously it affects us so much. Like mm-hmm. I think that deep down, like my soul is just part of it's missing mm-hmm. and it's really sad. And I think that that comes out in various ways in me, especially like insecurities. Yes. Like, I just some I I Timmy and I would were fighting a lot after my dad passed away because I was just a mess and mm-hmm. I was like a shell of myself and I constantly thought that I was just this big burden and that I wasn't Aww. the person that he chose to marry because you know what I mean like he fell in love with me before my dad passed away and so I always I have this insecurity that has continued to grow. Mm-hmm. That's like, this isn't what he signed up for. And no, he's going to want to leave yeah. marriage. You're you know? supposed to be with each other through all. He's, he doesn't he's, deserve you at your best. If he can't deal with you at your hardest moment. And I, he probably was felt the opposite. He probably course. thought you were as beautiful as ever. Like here, here, you know, a, a wife grieving and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just being vulnerable and needing help. And he, was probably so there. Yeah. You, you, you can't, I mean, I, it's I so hard to wrap your head around it when you're in it, but I do like the, I do talk myself out of it and he has to talk me out of yeah. it too when I get to those places. Because, just talking about it. Like yes. you said, I think that that's the best thing that you can do. Yeah. Right and now. just be like, this is like, I also love Brene Brown and she said something about how she starts every like issue she has with her stuff her husband with the words like, I'm telling myself this story mm. so that you're not just coming out immediately being like, I think you think I'm so difficult. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and the alternate way would be like, I'm telling myself this story that you think I'm so difficult. Oh, it's so disarming. And it's so, it's so much more, I mean, how can they respond yes. to that? Like it yeah. doesn't immediately attract a fight. It's like, Isn't, let's have a real conversation. It's so about interesting. This. The words you choose to use can really affect your entire conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it's it's the her whole thing is vulnerability. Yeah. And just no one can attack when there's vulnerability right. because then it just encourages them to be vulnerable and then you have this open conversation. I could tell you my husband and I went through this low with sex mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it just had to do with like post I don't know what that means. Whatnot. Just kidding. But we <laughs> had never experienced yeah. that. <laughs> we had this one conversation where I was basically saying I feel like this is what you're seeing from me or feeling from me. And this is actually really what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he just stopped and looked at me. And I realized like I just felt so heard. And then he responded back. And I like jumped his bones after because it just was just like that connection. It's just it's everything. And it gets you through everything. And especially more than anything, 
with parenting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's in all stages of it. I'm learning as my kids grow. I mean, it's hard and it's rough, but the more communication you have as a couple... By the way, my son sees us fight, but then he also sees us make up. Like, yeah. I, we're not the type that, like, let's talk about this later. Like, we right. can have a, dis, a you know, a, a kid-friendly disagreement mm-hmm. in front of him because he needs important. to see resolve. Yeah, I it's think... It's human. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had amazing parents, but one thing that I don't think they ever did was fight in front of us. And I think that's why sometimes when I do get into, like, a little thing with Timmy, like, I think the world mm. is, is yes. shattering yes. because I'm not used to the conflict. Conflict, sure. but so I do think that the healthy kind of disagreements are good in front of. Yeah, I've yeah, read and I've kids. heard yeah. as long as you show your kids that things are better and you've made up and you yes. there's resolution. Yeah, and there can um, be resolution. Yes, mm-hmm. and there can be. Then it is okay. It is okay to have arguments. This is this is life. Yeah, right. they need to see that. Yes, totally. so kiss and make up. Okay, we're yeah. gonna end end with a lighter question. Okay. okay. <laughs> Well, like already what? ending, it feels like it went so fast. Know, but we yeah. still have one more segment. We're going to make you join us. Okay, well. cool. Um, okay, what is your favorite slash least favorite part of motherhood so far? Okay, um, my favorite part is honestly watching Sunny be take on like the best characteristics of mm. Timmy and I, and not only like best, but also just like the funniest. Timmy and I are our couch potatoes. <laughs> we love just sitting on the couch and getting cozy with a blanket yeah. and watching some TV. And not that I'm sitting him in front of the TV all the time, but I definitely do at various times. Yeah. And he just will be like, he'll he'll be like cozy, cozy. Yeah. And he'll like run up to the couch and put the blanket yes. on and like just like, seeing he's, him. He's definitely he's our, kid. our kid. Yeah. yeah. So just seeing him take on like the positive traits of us is really, really, really nice. Um, So cute. And then the the hardest part was at the The least favorite. The least favorite. Um, the least favorite I would say is probably just how it affects how I view myself sometimes. Like I think that I being a mom, you're questioning yourself constantly. Yes. And so I think it 24/7. just puts a spotlight on your insecurity and it magnifies it and it makes it this huge part of your identity that it maybe wasn't before. It yeah. didn't exist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the constant questioning I think is my least favorite part. Makes mm-hmm. total sense. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we're going to wrap up this talk and we'll be back with Shitty Mommy. But Whitney, let me just say that I'm even more of a fan of you than before this talk. Thank and I think you. I think it's just so wonderful that you're willing to share this next phase of your life with mm-hmm. people because I think people have loved you and looked up to you. And I think the way you're handling it and the way you're being so open and honest is incredible. Thank and we you. wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you so much. You guys, you're amazing. Everything, but we're you. not letting you go mm-hmm. okay. yet without doing a Shitty Mommy with us. So we will be right back okay (laughs) every car comes with its share of stories that ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date the luxury package you got after a big promotion or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer while you can't put a price tag on your stories now with true car you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell or trade it in just go to true car simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up Then, answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof? Watch as they bump up your value. 
High mileage? You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. Okay, we are back with some shitty mommy. Shitty mommy. Okay, my first story is actually from my sister-in-law's mom. Okay, Andrea. <laughs> Hi, Andrea. Okay, she said. Hi, Andrea. I love that she's in the Facebook. Mama said, <laughs> "I love it." Okay, she said, "When Whitney was a little gar- girl, I bought her first pair of shoes. She didn't want to wear them and started to cry. The man in the shoe store said she she had to wear them for fifteen minutes the first day, half an hour the second day, an hour the third day, so she got used to them. We left the store with her wearing the shoes. The next day, I put them on for half an hour and." She- of half an hour and she cried, but she was all right. On the third day, I put the shoes on and she kept crying and crying and crying and pointing down to her feet. I said, I'm sorry, Whitney, you have to wear these for an hour. You'll get used to them. After an hour, I went to take the shoes off and I was horrified to see that her socks from the day before were oh, balled up it. in the toe of the shoe where I had left yeah. them and forgotten about them. Yeah. Imagine my horror seeing those socks and knowing I made her suffer for a full hour like that. Talk about being a shitty mommy. Aww. Oh, Whitney. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor thing. But oh my god, we've all done that. We'll be like, you're fine, you're fine, you're, you're fine. fine. And then you realize, I did that with Jack, you guys. I buckled him into his um, high chair, and he was hysterical, <gasps> crying as I was going to get the food. Was and I'm like, all right, Jack. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And let me tell you, I felt so horrible, and I took him out, and he clocked me across oh, the face. My friend so Jessica upset. was there to, to witness it. He literally. Like, I don't know, whatever the yeah. side when you come yeah. around yeah. You're like in the face. I totally deserved it. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So um, funny. All right, funny. Do you think Not you have funny. one? I mean, oh gosh, the only thing that's coming to mind is me making him probably sit with like a shitty diaper for too long in the car. <laughs> that's like what I know? do all the time. Yeah. Like, I think that's a normal thing totally. where I'm just like, oh, I'm so lazy. Like, yes. I really don't want to do this right now. Yes. But he's not the kind of kid that's like, that's. Mine. Fancy or mines, but it's gross. And then, like, he'll get a diaper rash, right. and I'm yeah. wondering why he gets a diaper rash. Right. Yeah, you know? of course. So of course. Oh, we've all I've, been there. Yeah. yeah. I've, like, I've, like, remembered I, she, like, pooped or Daisy pooped, and then I'll remember, like, four hours later. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, yeah. everything is red. And I'm like, I am uh, horrible. Oh, yeah. Fine. We've all done They're, it. She's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you so much, Whitney, for thank being here with us. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. And we are going to leave you with a Mama said, remember, Mama said, kids would be a lot cooler if after every time they shouted, Mom, it was followed by, You're awesome, and thanks for keeping me alive. (laughs) Have a great day, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mama said with Jamie and Jenna. New episodes are available weekly at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. The sponsors for this episode of Mama Said are Genucel. The Genucel jawline treatment is yours for free when you order the classic Genucel for eye bags and puffiness. Go to genucel.com or text MAMA to 77453 to order now. Dole. Check out Dole Crafted Smoothie Blends. Find them in the frozen aisle. True Car. For a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car.